Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And it is so good to be with everybody today. Thanks for uh, being with us here on the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. We come to you every week, and we are a company called JSL Solutions, and we're a tech company, although we work uh, pretty pretty exclusively with churches, wouldn't you say, Steve? I would think so, yes. Yeah. A few exceptions, but we work with churches, and so not only do we talk about tech-related stuff in our podcast, but we also talk about leadership things and volunteer things and you name it. If it involves your church, uh, chances are we have or we will talk about it. So if you're a volunteer or a pastor, we welcome you. Thanks for being with us today. And we'll talk a little more about uh, maybe stuff that we do later. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. So today we are uh, talking with an old friend of ours. His name is Greg Atkinson, and he's actually the founder of Worship Impressions. Um, Yeah, that's right. Worship is, Is that right, Greg? Worship Impressions? That's right. Okay, I got it right. And then uh, he's also the executive director of expastors.com. And we're going to talk about that here in a, here in a moment. Greg is uh, hes actually an author. He's a leadership coach. He's a consultant. He has worked with a ton of churches from all stages and all sizes <clears throat> and uh, some, of, uh, some of the largest and fastest growing churches in the country. And he also works with some businesses and nonprofit organizations as well. Um, and, uh, uh, we're just pl- privileged to have you here, Greg. Thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. Yeah, I'm honored. I'm, I, uh, am excited to be on your podcast again and, uh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's been a while. I think it's been six or seven years since we did, uh, was streaming video. We did a deal where we did, we used to do a Thursday night live streaming thing and we actually put you on Skype and ran your video through some complicated process, and streamed you, I think, live at that time. That's it was, right. It was years ago. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think you. I think you said something to the fact that uh, not all churches should be doing streaming video. And we, That's uh, right. Yeah. You know, we got really offended by that. And we never talked to you again. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So uh, he's well, joking. They, I'm just if they, joking. If they work with you guys, I would be okay with it. But uh, what I meant was a lot of churches just do it very poor quality. Yeah. And they don't. They should not put something up on the world wide web that is low quality. But you guys are a great company to work with. Well, we appreciate that. Good save there, Greg. Uh, <laughs> so, so Steve and I wanted to ask you some questions today about expastors.com. We got. I, I know there's a lot of stuff to cover here. I know you got a new book coming out, uh, which we'll uh, try to plug here at the very end. But. Let's just jump right into it and and tell us a little bit about what is expastors.com. Sure. And let me just clarify for your your listeners. Um, I write for a website called expastor.org, which is just the letter X, pastor, and it's for executive pastors. We are EX, as in former, expastors with an S. There is an expastor.com. But uh, that's not us. And it's a, a website that's not active and doesn't have any information on it. So if you go to expastorsplural.com, that's where you'll find us. And we started in 2012. Uh, a man named Bo Lane 
had a burden and a heart. He had gone through a painful situation at his church and left ministry. And he just, he just had this vision of starting this website to be a place of uh, hope for pastors that were going through a similar situation. And he actually authored a book that I wrote an endorsement for called Why Pastors Quit. And um, it's a best-selling book, but uh, you can get it for free. If you go to expastors.com and subscribe to our newsletter, you can download a free copy of the best-selling book, Why Pastors Quit. And I think you'll find it very informative and insightful. Um, So he started that in 2012, and we got connected about three or four years ago, and we've stayed in touch, and I wrote for them. And uh, about a year ago, he approached me about taking over, and I was full-time on a church staff, and I didn't have the time or the bandwidth to do it. And then I transitioned off the church staff in January and have been just full-time consulting since then. And uh, about six months ago, we started talking again about what it would look like for me to take over. And uh, I officially did that about three months ago. And so I'm in a new role as executive director. I'm trying to make some key strategic changes with uh, ex-pastors that Bo is totally on board with. And I am uh, leading us forward into establishing ex-pastors as a nonprofit. And uh, we are forming some strategic partnerships with uh, ministries, nonprofits, companies, authors, speakers, pastors. Um, and uh, I've just over the past two months been adding new featured contributors and uh, setting up interviews. And so we are just getting started, but I am very excited about our future and uh, our ministry to not only ex-pastors, but current pastors and future pastors. Um, we want to help current pastors not become ex-pastors, and we want to prepare future pastors through Bible college and seminary classes to be prepared for the realities of ministry. So um, we're biting off a big chunk, but uh, I'm very excited about our future. What, what kind of resources um, are available at expastors.com? If I'm, I'm looking to this, and what, what kind of things would I, should I expect to see? Well, if you browse through our site, uh, there are a number of articles, like I said, dating back to 2012 that you can read that you'll find relevant. Uh, a lot of it will seem as if you wrote it yourself. Uh, you'll see somebody else's story. Uh, we had a pastor from Orlando submit a story, and when I read it, it was almost as if I wrote it myself. And so there's a lot of Uh, great articles to read that can be an encouragement to people. We also do articles that educate people and pastors. Uh, One of the things I hope to expand in the future is a ministry to pastor spouses. And uh, we have a resources page, which right now features some great books. Uh, I'm a reader, so I recommend people to read books. And uh, we will be greatly expanding our resource page to include counselors, therapists, uh, partnerships with some strategic uh, organizations that offer counseling for pastors around the world via video. Um, We are partnering with some conferences and some uh, Christian publications and uh, 
websites that I can't talk about yet. One of the partnerships that I can talk about that we just established is with Josh McDowell and Josh McDowell Ministries. Uh, Josh has, in recent years, switched his focus from apologetics to pornography. Hmm. And so he's going to be writing for us. And we, we minister to a lot of pastors and have written about pastors that have fallen morally and had some type of affair or inappropriate relationship. And we realized that it, it starts with looking at pornography and it's a slippery slope. And so we want to address that hard issue so that pastors don't fall down that slippery slope and end up having an inappropriate relationship and that they deal with sin and issues in their life and a proper perspective of women or men, if it's a woman looking at it. But um, so we'll be addressing that more. Just last week, we had an article on the site called Porn and the Pulpit. And if you read that, you'll see the statistic that 50% of all pastors look at pornography, 50%. And so we are, we are trying our best to help current pastors not become ex-pastors. I would love it if we didn't need to exist. Um, but unfortunately, there is a huge audience of hurting ex-pastors. And uh, we're a global ministry. Last week alone, I had an email from a pastor in the Philippines, two from pastors in Australia, two from pastors in Canada, one from a pastor in New Zealand, one from a pastor in Honolulu, Hawaii, one from a pastor in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, I answer emails each and every day from hurting pastors that share their story and say, I just need to talk to somebody. Um, there is also a horrible statistic that comes out each year of pastors that commit suicide and take their lives. And so we see what we do as very crucial and important to the kingdom uh, to be a, our mission statement is to offer help, healing, and hope uh, to all pastors. And so if somebody is in a dark place, depressed, contemplating taking their life, we want them to know that there's somebody they can talk to and trust. And so that's why we exist. Yeah, that's good. Steve and I, of course, are very much involved in our churches and been involved in leadership. I've been a pastor and I've been involved, and, and uh, pornography is definitely a problem. I've also got some stats here that you can maybe verify. You may have your own, but uh, a recent stat said 84% of pastors say that they feel like they're on call 24 hours a day. 80% expect conflict in their churches. 80% expect conflict. I already read that. Uh, what's that number? 54%. I need my glasses adjusted. 54% find the role of a pastor frequently overwhelming. 53% yeah. are often concerned about their family's financial security. 48% often feel the demands of ministry are much more than they can handle. And 21% say their church has unrealistic expectations of them. Uh, care to address yeah. any of those or are those yeah, there's numbers? A, there's a Absolutely. running joke with our pastor is, you know, he says, Hey, you only work two days a week. So what's the big deal? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> only work on Sundays. So, so, and unfortunately that is the perspective of most congregation members across the country. Um, we, we have very, very, very similar statistics that we have found doing our own surveys. Um, I am looking at the, 
results of the 2015 pastor survey that we did on our website, and it is almost number for number what you just read off. Uh, and I want to mention right now, if you go to expastors.com, there is a big banner at the top that says click here to take our 2016 pastor survey. It's totally anonymous. We just use this to collect data like the statistics you just read. Um, but yes, uh, we have um, we have another statistic that uh, breaks my heart. Uh, at any time during your pastorate, have you doubted your call to ministry? 60% said yes. Mm. Um, as you mentioned, 60% of people that took our survey feel overworked. 81% think they are unable to meet the demands of the job. And 82% talk about unwritten expectations. I just had a lunch meeting with a local pastor who said everybody in, their, in his congregation, uh, he's a Reformed pastor, a Baptist pastor, and he said everybody in his congregation listens to Matt Chandler's podcast, and they expect him to be as good of a preacher as Matt Chandler. And he looked at me and said, dude, I'm nowhere near a Matt Chandler. And I said, you're a great past preacher. I've heard you speak. He said, yeah, but I'm not Matt Chandler. And I said, well, you're you, and God only made one you. He said, but they expect me to be Matt Chandler. And so there's a very real issue of uh, unwritten demands, expectations. Um, this is a world where people can listen to podcasts of Andy Stanley and Rick Warren and Matt Chandler and others, and they come to their local church, and their local church uh, may have a great pastor, but he just doesn't have the type of teaching kit gift that uh, Andy Stanley and Matt Chandler may have, and uh, it can it can it can feed into discouragement and depression, and uh, that goes back to Bo's book, Why Pastors Quit. Um, here's another statistic from our survey. Have you ever considered leaving the ministry? 85% said yes. Every Monday, right? Yep. <laughs> every 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 week people do leave the ministry. 85% have considered it. But uh, every week people leave the ministry. Um, we also just added in our brand new, because I got to speak into our new um, survey, we added questions about how many struggle with depression, how many struggle with anxiety, how many see a counselor or therapist, which I highly recommend, how many are on prescription medicines for depression. Um, in last year's survey, 53% said they constantly fight depression, 53% of all pastors. I um, believe that. Yeah, I definitely believe that. And it's a... Uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday in Nashville, and he said, Greg, this is a global epidemic. He said, I talk to pastors all over the world that are hurting and frustrated and burned out. And that's the word he uses, the term he used was a global epidemic. Um, I have a stat that I just pulled up uh, that I shared with a friend that I learned from a trusted consultant. Um, each year, 3,500 to 4,000 churches die in North America. 80% hmm. uh, of churches are declining or plateauing. Hmm. And as you know, that can build up discouragement and frustration. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there are 344,000 Protestant evangelical churches which are in plateau or decline. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, that that's why pastors just, like you said, every Monday beat themselves up. Uh, most most pastors, 95% of all churches in North America have an average of 100 or less sitting in their seats. And so if you listen to a Matt Chandler or Andy Stanley podcast, and then you look out across a congregation of 25, 50, 75 people, if you don't have your identity rooted firmly in Christ and that you're a child of God, you can get pretty discouraged. And year after year after year, you look out at the same 75 people and you go to a conference, like I was just at the Catalyst Conference, and you hear from these megachurch pastors, which are not the norm, but they, they get their expectations set high, and they see pastors that have these giant auditoriums and giant congregations, and the enemy uses that to cause frustration and discouragement. Um, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is pastors going to counseling we are going to do everything we can as an organization to link up pastors with counseling around the world. And we're working on some key partnerships. But I know personally that isolation is a scheme of the enemy. And if he can make you feel alone and lonely, we just had an article written by Dr. Charles Stone, who pastors in Canada, about most pastors do not have any close friends. And he dealt with the loneliness issue. Um, If pastors feel alone, they can't talk to their elders about what they struggle with. They can't talk to their deacons. They can't talk to their wife. They don't have any outside friends or people they trust. They get into a downward spiral of isolation that leads to adultery, burnout, depression, suicide, it is a lie and scheme of the enemy. And so one of our mission statements is to help pastors become physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally healthy. And a big part of that is counseling. Yeah. I would assume also connecting up with other other pastors would be helpful as well. I mean, pastors are really the kind of the CEO of the, of the church. And I think CEOs have similar kind of issues where... It's kind of lonely at the top, and it's. I know that uh, connecting up with other ministries and other pastors and being able to compare notes and uh, share Absolutely. your story is would be uh, a great uh, benefit. I'm real big on uh, on counseling. I, you know, I, I think it's like health. You know, your physical health. If you take care of yourself, if if you do the things you should be doing, you you know, hopefully, will have a productive life and you'll be healthy and you can, you know, keep doing some things. And I think emotionally it's the same thing. I think you need to, uh, take care of your emotional health and, and, you know, absolutely. The, the key would be obviously finding the right person, the right counselor to talk to. But I, I think it's very important, uh, to do that. Well, two things. One, we just added Pete Scazzaro as a feature contributor and writer for our website, he wrote The Emotionally Healthy Leader and Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, emotional health is something we take very seriously, 
And I have seen a counselor for years. I've spoken out about it. I think it's huge. I also, everywhere I've lived, I have had pastor friends that were in the community. Uh, As you said, I highly recommend that you reach out to local pastors and have somebody uh, that you can talk to in your community. But uh, I'm looking at a statistic. 63% of pastors consider themselves lonely. 77% consider themselves experiencing burnout. 77%. So if you don't have somebody to talk to and you're burned out, chances are you're going to become an ex-pastor and uh, again, we wish we didn't have to exist. We, we wish everybody were to last 50 years in ministry, but unfortunately, that's just not the case. All right. So are there, um, are, so are there some common warning signs that, that you see to, you know, for our listeners, you know, if, there's, if you're experiencing this or A, B, or C, you should probably connect up with some resources. Are there some common warning signs that you see or... There are, um, when, when your health in any way starts to go on a downward spiral, it could be physically because, uh, a proper diet and exercise are key to health. Uh, they are key to managing stress. Uh, most pastors that exercise express that they see it as a great stress outlet and a healthy way to deal with stress. Uh, One of the things I know from years of counseling, not only counseling people in my congregation as a pastor, but going to a counselor myself personally, is that people uh, self-medicate and they cope and they deal with stress in unhealthy ways. For some, it's pornography. For some, it's sexual addiction. For some, it's drugs. Uh, the whole world came to hear about Perry Noble's story, who abused alcohol. Um, and he talked out, I love what he's saying now, as we, we have an article coming up about a cautionary tale and what we learned from Perry Noble's own words and testimony that he put unrealistic expectations on himself. And he was so stressed at hitting goals that he put in place himself that he dealt with it in an unhealthy way and abused alcohol. And so if, if your outlet for stress is exercise or fishing or carpentry, you'll probably be in a pretty good spot. If your outlet for stress is pornography or alcohol, you're going to be in a tough spot and the enemy will use that to destroy you. He wants to kill, steal and destroy. And so I think, having an open, honest conversation with your spouse of this, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. Um, having an open, honest conversation with your counselor. Uh, when I was serving in a tough situation in ministry, I would go to my counselor and just vent. Um, he probably thought I worked for the worst church in the world, but I would just I would just vent and say, I'm frustrated with this, 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 and this. And uh, I was at least able to get it off my chest and deal with it in a healthy way. But uh, when you talk about warning signs, I think it's isolation. 
uh, as I mentioned, the enemy use, uses that. But if a pastor becomes closed off to the congregation, closed off to senior leadership like elders and deacons and those in accountability roles, closed off to his or her spouse, if, uh, if a pastor begins to isolate himself, um, those are huge, huge warning signs. Um, yeah. I just talked to a pastor on the phone yesterday who had an inappropriate relationship with a female staff member, and uh, he was saying how he could never again be alone with a woman uh, in a church setting. And uh, I said, that is called setting healthy boundaries. And uh, I recently talked with a guy who's over a large conference, and he said, Greg, I want you to talk about boundaries with pastors. And uh, uh, Henry Cloud wrote a brand new book called Boundaries for Leaders. Boundaries in every area of of your life are healthy. Um, Some pastors work 80 hours a week. Some pastors do not know how to turn it off when they get home. And when I talk about health, I'm talking about a spouse and kids that look at their dad constantly on the phone, constantly on their computer, constantly stressed out, and are not present mentally paying attention to their children. And so um, I struggle with that. I struggle because I work for myself and I work mostly from at home. I struggle with when do I close my computer? When do I turn it off and say I'm done for the day? Um, And I try to be a very present husband and father, but it is a battle. And so I can relate to pastors that have struggles with boundaries. There are a lot of pastors that turn a gospel-driven, kingdom-focused heart and mindset into a workaholic. And you have got to know when to turn it off, when to put your phone on silent, and just be present with your family. Absolutely. So, Greg, we're out of time here, but I want to review a couple things here. First of all, uh, you you mentioned about people needing somebody to talk to. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, you can go to, uh, expastors.com. There's a tab at the top that says connect with us. And that has a link to our email. I think our email is just expastors at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure that's it. But if you click on the connect us button, it'll go straight to my email. And we, we are actively connecting people with resources and so uh, if you need somebody to talk to, please reach out. Okay. And X is, is so you spell it E-X-Pastors.com. That's right. Yeah, okay. So I want to make sure that's clear. Greg, I, you guys are doing a great job. You've got, it sounds like this is a, a much needed resource out there. I can, I can vouch for that. And uh, we wish you the best. And we want to make sure that our listeners, uh, you know, definitely take advantage of this. And we sure appreciate you spending some time with us today. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share what we do so that hurting pastors know there are people out there that care and want to help them. Yeah. And there are, that's good. Okay. So we're out of time. Uh, if you have some questions and you want to just get a hold of us, we can certainly, uh, forward them over to Greg. We've been talking to Greg 
Atkinson, from uh, who's the executive director of uh, expastors.com. He's also doing a lot of other things. We'll have you on again because I know you got a book coming out here soon, and uh, we definitely want to uh, give you an opportunity to talk to that. If you want to get a hold of us, folks, just uh, send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our many email addresses, and you can talk to us about this uh, this interview or if you have something to add or something you think we're just crazy, uh, we'd still love to hear from you, and uh, we'll be nice about it. So, uh, again, thanks, Greg, for your time. Uh, he is Steve Lacey. I am Phil Thompson, and we appreciate you folks listening to us. You can catch us. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast, right, Steve? That is correct. And, and look for Church Solutions podcast and just look for that and subscribe to it and you can get it to your phone every week and uh, we'd love to have you on our little subscription list all right folks have yourself a great day we will catch you next time for another edition of the church solutions podcast Mm -hmm.